0: You're listening to Maximum Medicine Radio with host Doc Martin. Stay tuned in or call in. You won't want to miss what's happening next. How do you step into your maximum potential? How do you connect your spiritual drive with your physical path? Stick around as Doc Martin takes listeners on a journey through the seen and unseen, the accepted and the unbelievable. Get ready to meet the maximum you the world needs on Maximum Medicine Radio with Doc Martin now. Hi everybody, I'm Doc Martin, this is Maximum Medicine Radio. So I'm going to give you a little bit of an introduction because I have three of my colleagues here and I want to tell you how they got here. Back in the fall, I was having intuitions about the energies of 2024 and I had this sense that this was going to be a powerhouse of a year. And we'll talk about it in a little bit throughout the show. It's the year of the dragon. And, you know, I'm kind of loving dragons. But I thought about what matters to me and what's gotten me through in hard times was my sense of community and the people I've met. And when I wrote my book, Maximize Your Healing Power, and it was published in May, these lovelies here with me um, interviewed me to Publicized my book, which meant the world to me. And I loved meeting them. And they are doing podcasts that reach all of you. So I thought, you know, this is, in effect, my community. Why don't we get together and talk about how we're all changing the world in our own ways? So I want to introduce these lovelies to you. Jeff Suak, hi, Apple Knocker Radio.
1: Hey, Sharon, it's great to see you again.
0: Nice for you to be here. Thank you. Natalie Peace, who's a co-host for Soul Wanderings. Hi, Natalie. Hello, all. And Jake Weaver, host of Midnight on Earth.
2: Hello, everyone. Great to see everyone out there. Thank you for uh, doing this, Sharon.
0: You're very welcome. So I want you guys to talk about, each of you in your own turn, talk about the podcast, why you started it, what were your goals, and especially if it connects in with the theme of community. So Jake, do you mind starting us off?
2: Not at all, Um, I'm feeling great. And I started my podcast to answer your question because I feel like I have a mission and my mission is service, right? So you discover your talents, you have your talents. Talent plus service equals purpose, right? So like, why are we here? What are we meant to do? All of these things. It's a big question. A lot of people wonder that. They're they are not very sure. But what I can say is discover your talents, right? So for me, my talent is talking to people, engaging with people, extracting energy, understanding what's going on. Condensing it and consolidating it in a way that can be easily understood. And I have fun doing it and I bring that energy into the show. So that was the driving force. I knew what my talents were. I knew that my entire life is dedicated to service. And when I say service, I mean service to God, the mystery, whatever that means. My life, my entire life is aligned to be in service. But if you're doing this service, part of the service is the fun, you gotta have fun. If you're not having fun, then that that sucks, right? So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you have your talents and then you'd make your talent your service, right? And then that's fun, that's super fun. And then you're out there serving, that's your purpose. Turns out that's your purpose. Talent plus service equals purpose. That's why I started this, because I knew my talent, I knew I was dedicated to service and I wanted to get out there to the world, which I have 179 countries now, to the world to tell people that everything's perfect. Everything's going exactly the way it should go. There's no doom and gloom, and we have an immense powers, human beings. We have the power to create any world that we want. We are creators. We have divinity locked up inside of us, and because of that, we can create any world we want, and together, As a human family, we can create a magnificent world. We have that power. Why aren't we creating the best possible world? Because we're getting bad programming. But when we get good programming, then we're out there creating a heaven on earth. And that's what this podcast, Midnight on Earth, is about. It's about giving people good information, getting people to understand they have this immense power, pushing away doom and gloom. Telling people, look, we can manifest any world we want. Forget doom and gloom. That's not even real. And then co-creating this heaven on earth scenario. So that's, that's the primary motivation and why I started.
0: Awesome. I love it. And that's that moving humanity forward that I'm all about that. Well, so there's Natalie.
2: Only sorry, there's only Jake. one direction. Sorry, Sharon, I didn't mean to interrupt, but there's only <laughs> one direction. Life is for expansion and fuller expression, never retraction. Life, love, the universe, the force of everything itself is forward progression. Okay, I'll go ahead and stop now.
0: No, I love that. I love that. <laughs> Natalie, how about you and AJ?
3: Well, that that's like a lot to follow on, but. Um, <laughs> So I joined Soul Wanderings, which is a live internet radio show every Wednesday last year. I'd been a guest several times, but AJ started. The, the essence of Soul Wanderings is this conversation about people's journeys, what their soul. And so we often are uncovering and, and leaning into what people do through their wandering in their life. And so our conversations are very much like that. People that are on their mission, have written books, um, are doing various other things. It is all about really showing what we're all doing as individuals wandering this plane of existence. And so we dig into that journey and it's very personalized. So we love to just kind of get in and really learn about the person and what they're doing in this human body. And so one of the things that I bring to, is I do a lot of work um, with grief. And so um, wandering with people that are in their wilderness of their life, that's part of what I bring to the show. So one of the things I got to do by joining the show and becoming the co-host was like bringing that mission to a much, my own personal mission, of going this is a human experience we are spiritual in these human bodies and having a human experience and often the spiritual and the human don't always get along there's like wait a minute this is not the way it works in spirit world and i'm a practical application lady where i say and when we're in this body we're inherited limited for a reason and by living through that limit of human humanness we really find a whole lot spirit expands. So this is our expansion point being in this human form. And so that's what we touch in on the show is like really getting where people are wandering, doing their, their want, their soul is coming, wandering into human body. And we get to see what that looks like. I love that. And
0: you guys have both said something similar. You're both doing this as service and you're both in effect translators of helping people understand the esoteric and the metaphysical and, you know, how to bring those two, those pieces together. For sure. I love
3: that. And One more, just to touch one more. Um, so AJ um, in like the everyday world outside of the show runs a heart-centered healing space. So there is that that's actually running a center where people can come and do healings on all kinds of level. There's a storefront, but the magic is really in the services and the classes that are done there. So it is boots on the ground
1: work as
3: well as the other work.
0: Mm-hmm. So Jeff, you've been doing your podcast for how long now?
1: Um, a couple of years. I, I honestly don't remember exactly when I started, but it's been a couple of years about.
0: So what, Do you see as the role for your
1: podcast? Um, Well, you know, it's funny because I started out, honestly, it was kind of selfish. I I basically just wanted to talk to the people that I wanted to talk to about the things I'm really passionate about, who are all, Mm -hmm. I knew they were too prominent. I couldn't just call them and be like, hey, what the, you know, how's it going, Tobias Cherton? You want to talk about alchemy? So I was like, all right, how am I going to do this? I need to build a platform to do this. And I've I've done music journalism, various kinds of journalism in the past. So I'm very comfortable interviewing. I actually love interviewing people. Um, I just love getting to learn about people and things like that. So I really started it selfishly to talk to people. And I had a list of people that I really wanted to talk to. And I got to it much faster than I thought I would. And so I actually had a period where I was like, well, do I want to continue this? and very similar to the the previous two um hosts who just spoke as i thought about it I said all right if i'm going to continue doing this there has to be a purpose it like i've achieved what i wanted to do for my selfish reasons now why would i continue doing this and uh it really is the same thing i think so my i think my podcast might be a little bit different in that I like to talk to everybody from any background at all i don't really while i love what the previous two hosts said this optimistic message and everything to me it's more just about like exploration asking questions trying to figure out what this reality is about and i think there is value in that like just the contemplation of god and just the con whatever however people perceive of their personal god just contemplating and asking questions going on a deep dive there's something healing about it, and there's something that connects you to people around you that I don't think I don't think anything else is a vehicle for connection more than exploring God with with other people who are you know fellow travelers. And again, I use the word like you maybe you're a simulation theorist. I use God in a very broad broad term, just just whatever the thing is that has the architect. And so that now is what it is. It's exploration because I think the exploration itself is healing. Um, and I think very important and necessary right now as we come out of these materialistic times, whether you want to call it the Kali Yuga or the Age of Aramon for the Steiner people, uh, whatever it is, I just think it's really important to start getting back to a connection to spirit. And that's basically what has inspired me to continue with my channel.
0: I love that. So you brought up two things that I want to comment on before we take a short break. I have been really thinking about the, the, um, the big picture, the importance of spirituality, however you view it. And I was talking to a friend the other day, and I said, you know, we've talked so much, even in the corporate world, you have intelligence. But then the big thing was emotional IQ, that you have emotional IQ. Well, I said, we need spiritual IQ, it's in that recognition that we are all connected, especially with nature, that we're going to save the, us and the planet, I, my belief. So I love that because to me, when you talk spirituality, I'm not sure you can do that without recognizing we're all connected. And the second thing I wanted to say is the path of service. So for years when I was studying shamanism, To me, the day to day being a doctor was so difficult and felt like I was walking in a swamp all the time. And it was draining. And all my friends who were doing spiritual work as their primary thing, they were all, you know, talking about fairies and angels. And I'm like, I'm in the mud here. And I thought, you know, I need to get out of this. I need to get out of this. I need to go be a shaman full time, whatever. And I could never, it never happened. And then Jake, you will love this, boom, all of a sudden, and maybe this is what happened to you too, Jeff, you know, I'm going along grumbling selfishly, then all of a sudden something hit me this past spring, so almost a year ago, Mm -hmm. where I recognize that what I do really resonates with my soul's journey, it is my core, it is my essence, I'm good at it. I'm a good physician. I'll, I think that's objectively speaking. And that's why I haven't shifted to something else, because this is my path. And so then when I quit fighting it, all these things, all these opportunities opened up.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I think that's what's coming in 2024. If we can open to our talents, as Jake said, open to our intelligence Make sure that what's in our spirit world is coming forth in our human world. If we can resonate with our soul, it's real soul vibration, holy moly, we'll be powerhouses, won't we?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Absolutely. And it's, yeah. the destiny, it's the destiny of humanity. It, it's happening, and we can talk about it after the break. It's happening whether the forces that are against it feel like it should be stopped or not their ascension is unstoppable evolution is unstoppable the earth itself the spirit of gaia is evolving it's all evolving
1: i I just gotta say i love that man because that's an attitude that we need right now there's so much uncertainty and fear and chaos i love the positivity man it's it's awesome
2: well when you realize just very briefly before we go to break when you realize that maybe you guys all know this but everything is just made out of that one thing Whatever it is, even before energy, before thought, it's all made out of this one original substance. And I believe that's love. So if everything's made out of love, then the dystopian scenarios, the doom and gloom, none of that is possible. It's, it doesn't resonate. It's not part of that frequency spectrum. And you could say that it's even scientifically energetically impossible as well, the frequencies won't match earth is ascending. Manly P. Hall talks about this in one of the lectures that I covered on my podcast. Earth is ascending. Earth's magnetic fields. It has its own evolution. It has its own story. We're a part of the Earth. Therefore, by default, we're going to evolve. Now there's a process, there's people taking action. I think that's what all of us are doing here. We're all taking action in our own way. We can't sit back and be like, well, it's destiny, it's God, everything's perfect, and I don't have to do a damn thing. Okay, maybe if that's your path, but truly the spiritual people know that they have to. The impetus is there. Their being can't function without some form of action. And the action is what gets us there to that beautiful heaven on earth scenario. I don't know what that looks like, but I do know that humanity will unite. We will be in love with each other in the way that we were in prehistory. That's, you know, and that's God. It's fine. It's coming back and more. And you know what? um, I had two guests
0: this summer, Uh, Irvin Laszlo, who is a futurist and great social professor Laszlo. I mean, we're talking Akashic Field, big G's dude. And he is all about the future of humanity and how we can act to get there. And the other uh, guest was Jude Curavan, who was an archaeologist and then a physicist. And she talks about the Earth expansion. There is a divine intelligence. There is an inherent wisdom, probably in the universal field, probably in consciousness, that we really don't even know what that is, um, the form of it, that is pushing us to expand. And there is so much human made, fricking gloom and doom, as Jake said, with this, the media that is, and people don't realize how brainwashed they are. Mm -hmm. It's kind of scary. But the optimistic thing is, and that's the current the underlying current, the ribbon of energy that I feel that's coming forward and holding tight through the chaos in 2024. I think it's just, I think it's coming. I think it's potent.
1: So I, I have- absolutely agree, Sharon. I, uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I think, um, I, I hope I'm not jumping out of order here, but the- No, you'd go whatever. Okay. Yeah. When you sent this theme of the, the community, that I personally think that is the cornerstone of the the answer uh I, the the mode the methods of manipulation have become so sophisticated and most people don't even understand how easy they are to manipulate and so it's happening everywhere and I think the antidote is, Think narrowing our field into a community, the the world around us, the physical flesh and blood people, even if it's, you know, know, I'm talking you over, you know, computer or whatever, but real direct interaction. I do think physical presence of, like, I I do think we should be building actual community of your friends and neighbors around you. It, It not should in the sense of like my moral judgment. I think it's for your own preservation and your own happiness and your own thriving. And I think that is the way out of this machine that is trying to beat everybody's head down to make us feel um inadequate and irrelevant and powerless so that's all
2: oh absolutely not to just cut in here but i just want to add to that a little bit we have this immense power we can evolve past that these doom and gloom scenarios that are happening there's something feeding on that friction energy right and the community that you're talking about all of us connecting is anchoring a frequency. It's anchoring a vibe. We're holding that in this big, beautiful field of energy, this ocean of motion, this, whatever it is, we're contributing to that, the the matrix code, whatever you want to call it, we're contributing to that with the energy that we put out, right? So like, if we can hold that frequency and you, get affirmations by building community that, that when you talk with people like that, these are affirming experiences. So that affirmation strengthens your vibe. You're then holding the vibe. The community is in resonance with each other. So therefore it's being amplified. That resonant field is just amplifying and we're holding the new earth frequency. That's what's happening. That's why we are here. We chose to be here to do this in our own way. Now we can go way back and talk about all of those things, but really we made a choice to be here. We're white beings in physical bodies. We made a choice to be here to help earth ascend. Anybody listening to this that has a spiritual thought that feels like that, guess what? That's you, that's you, you made that choice. So let's do this, this is what we are here to do. Again, it's unstoppable, but let's take the action and we're holding the vibe. Build the community, expand the community. Let me tell you people, when we realize that every single human being is a light being and this body is just a vehicle, when we truly get that as humans and we're all one family, boom, that's when we're there. I'll stop now. Go ahead.
1: And, and I, <laughs> something just jumped to mind, real quick, that I just want to add to hearing what Jake was saying. Um, the other really valuable thing about community is. Like, Sharon, I agree with you, Sharon. I think 2024 is going to be really rough. I think we're going to come out. The good guys are going to win. It's going to be all right. But 2024 is going to be a rough year. And um, one of the things that I find very valuable about just friendship and community is sometimes it's like, you know, dude, I'm sick of fighting and I just I'm tired of it. But the thing that keeps me going is, yeah, but I'm not going to let my nephew down. Like, I'm not going to let my friends down. I'm I'm not just going to quit. And so sometimes when there's the the psychological, emotionally, you're just looking at the world, you're like, holy cow, man, this looks pretty scary right now. It's wanting to help the people that I love that makes me say, yeah, you know what, but quit being a weakling and uh, get back to it because we we have to get some positive energy going. So I think that's another valuable aspect of community.
0: So Natalie, does any of this theme help you when you're helping people bring their spiritual I'll call it their vibratory essence into human form.
3: So one of the things that, you know, listening to this conversation, the thread of the conversation, awareness that I have is that through an ascension process, there are a lot of people left behind and that's happening. And that's hard on the spiritual people because not everyone ascends because it's a gravitational thing. If you aren't ready and your light body isn't able to hold those vibrations, it's not able to hold those vibrations. As everyone on here knows, it's taken a lot of personal work, perseverance, discovery. And it doesn't matter where, you know, it, you know. however we're doing it in our life, each one of us are on this program because we have discovered through our own ascension process how to hold a certain vibration and interacting. Um, so I want to just bring that up because in an ascension process, there are a lot of people that do not ascend. They haven't done the work, they aren't ready. I don't even think that it's meant for everyone to ascend. I do agree there's a minority on this planet that hold a certain vibration level to hold this planet vibration where it is. But in this, like imagine a black hole pools, people, You know, I remember way back, like listening to like Cosmos and like, if you were to go into a black hole, you would just be stretched beyond (laughs) capacity. Well, that's part of what's happening on this planet is this stretching, this gravitational pull of the ascension process. Some ascend. And I've even heard, I think maybe it was in Dolores Cannon's work where there is, there's like the earth could split and be you know a new earth and then other people that don't go to the new earth. Mm-hmm. So in my work I see a lot of that. You know, I do a lot of work with grief, so I see people that are dealing with loved ones dying and grief is a very dense um experience that we're having, but I also have learned that it's uh, it's very human and it actually has its own um place at the table. So I see I work, you know, in the areas where I walk, it's this this duality because we still live in a bi-verse. We still live in this dual nature world. And that's part of God, too. So uh, that's one thing that as I was listening, I wanted to bring up is oh, like, there, look so many how layers. hard. What?
2: There's so many layers. I've heard there. this as well. I just had a guest actually on the show talking about the Dolores Canon Theory And this is Patricia Corey, one of the original people that was like out there talking about Pleiadian consciousness, one of the original Sarsi people like 40 years ago. And she was dispelling that because if you think about it, if some people ascend and other people go to hell, what about the animals? If there's a timeline split, there's an earth split, those animals, those other creatures that go to that lower earth or whatever Dolores is saying They don't deserve that. And also if everything is made out of love, which it is every single one of those beings is going to ascend now, whether they will ascend on earth or whether they'll continue their soul's journey at a different, in a different planet on a different way to continue that journey to ascension, God doesn't leave anybody behind. So that's why I really, there's no wiping of life. So really it's just about this time being yes. A splitting point, but from the perspective of the Bodhisattva, nobody's left behind.
0: Well, I was gonna—I was just gonna amend that. For me, what I see as a physician and the recognition are people are dying. Um, people that were it was unexpected, especially with COVID. Um, yeah. But just but that recognition, there are people who do not hold human form very well. But that their essence to me is still out there. It's yeah. just not in in human form. um but I wanted to share one other thing and switch the topic briefly. Um I have a guest coming. I'm going to interview him next week and then it'll be aired maybe a couple weeks after he is an african he's he's a white boy who trained with black healers in South mm. Africa, which was like unheard of. And you want to talk about community, being able to merge a white guy um, uh, who has an Irish uh, mother and a Rhodesian father, and he trained with a Zulu medicine woman uh, from the same tribe that Nelson Mandela and Desmond Tutu were. So he's really bridged, he's bridged the gap, seriously bridged the gap but what he what he says and what apparently there's a zulu expression all blood runs red and he he is all about you know we are all one we are and for him one of his major teachings and i think this is a major shamanic teaching if we can reconnect to the earth itself to nature then we can have a hope of staying However, we want to say it in new age terms, staying grounded, um, you know, recognizing it's more than just us as our little human experience. But talk to me, you guys, Um, tell me how you see our connection to the earth or nature. How does that play into your feelings of, is that helpful if we do more of it? Is that grounding us? Is that a good thing? What are your thoughts?
1: I, mean, I think personally, it, it, for me, I garden. I have a couple acres of land. I, I Yeah, it's the, my favorite thing in the world. It's the time I feel most at peace. I can't, <clears throat> I'm, we're all different, but I can't imagine human being, any person not get, getting benefit from just getting your hands in the dirt and just getting out in, the, in nature. But I mean, there are, people are very different. So maybe there are some people. But for me personally, it's been it's an incredibly important part of my life, and uh, I do believe that community, just people in general, would benefit if we spent more time doing things in natural settings as opposed to sitting around and watching the television. That's no, it's not judgment. Watching TV is fine; it's something we do, but I do think people would benefit just from sitting outside together more. And it really that, that that simple.
3: Natalie, there there is such wisdom wisdom in the environment and i find that far too often as humans we've we exist on the environment not in it and so definitely stepping away from electronics connecting with a bigger picture i think that's you know the manifestation of god for sure the divine is in our world around us and the stuff that isn't made by man you know, it's beautiful watching plants grow and realizing the whole course of that. That's such ancient knowledge and it's just so readily available. Um getting people to do that, it's kind of like was mentioned earlier, the programming, it is so addictive that the programming, the electronics, the the what this world has created over the last you know, a few decades, it's so addictive that it pulls people around. It's amazing to me that people don't understand, like the basic concepts of like, okay, eggs come from a chicken that come that's an animal, they just like, no, (laughs) they come from the store. That (laughs) is really speaks something about our species, especially us Westerns. So that's kind of my point of view. That's like mm, Mm. definitely benefited getting people to do it, though. Every individual is responsible for their own personal growth. There's nothing like those of us that can that lead and have conversations. We can't get everyone to drink. You know, you lead the horse to water. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Well,
2: I, and then I'd like to add to that. Yes. I mean, it's critical for us to connect with nature because we're a part of it. There's not one part of the human body, not one element, anything about the human physical body that's exclusive to the body. All of it can be found on the earth somewhere. We're made of this planet, this beautiful planet that we're from now. Did we start here? I don't know, but we're resonant with it now. And it's super important. And what, Natalie was talking about these people that think eggs come from the store. They're in the matrix. They're in the human created world forgetting that the natural world was always the real world. It's still the real world. And that's where truth lies, right? So when people go out and I had a guest uh, on for an episode, I haven't released yet about the Dow, he came out to talk about the Dow forest bathing is such a huge part of that for Dallas because, you go out, you connect with nature, you hear the voices of the trees, the plant spirits. Your body is having a biochemical reaction. The serotonin's being released, the dopamine's happening. You're feeling God and the goddess and creator, whatever that big mystery is. It's all there, right there in a forest. You can take a walk in the forest and connect with the deepest part of divinity. And that is what we're kind of. Lo- we may have lost touch with slightly as humans as we progressed with technology. Now, that doesn't mean this technology that we have is bad at all. It's just out of balance, completely out of balance. As we evolve, as we grow as humans collectively, our beautiful species, we will reintegrate the reverence of nature because we will understand that it is a living being just like us. Now, it's infinite. It will regenerate. What's happening now with the environment and the things that are happening is part of the human story and the earth itself as a living being agreed to that story to host the human spirit. So it's okay that this is happening. There's a good, there's a growth process in it, but it's so critical for us to go out, connect with plant spirit, sit in your garden. Like Jeff was saying, sit in your garden, connect with the basic plants that are there. They are alive and they will talk to you And it is absolutely vital to use nature as a portal to the divine.
1: Yeah, since we have a shaman here with Sharon, I just want to add real quick, the Mm -hmm. speaking to the plants that you just said, Jake, anybody out there, I know this sounds crazy to most people, sit down and just honestly try to commune with a plant. Like, I, I love trees, man. And uh, I know it seems goofy, like I understand that, but I'm telling you, in what I would say, even if you say, well, you're just hallucinating it. Yeah, maybe. So what? It's still a healing. You're still healing. Like, it still feels good. You still feel a connection. You I, still the have these the matrix, experiences. Though,
2: Jeff. Jeff, that's the voice of the Matrix. Sorry to interrupt there. Go ahead.
1: <laughs> no, no. Well, I just, you know, I, I, I like to meet people where they are. And in most people, like I'm aware that my belief system is going to strike most people as kind of crazy. And so... I try to put myself like at a lower level, not a lower, at a, at more of their frequency or what, however you want to phrase it. Just, just to say like, I get it. I, I understand it sounds ridiculous, but just try it. I mean, just give it a whirl. I
0: have, know? I have two things to tell you. First of all, from, from my training in Peruvian shamanism, we have an energy body and when you sit in the earth or you're present in nature, all of those short circuits in your energy field are literally being uh, dissipated into the earth, that you can sit on the earth and literally um, discharge all of your extra sparkiness and short circuits and restore your energetic balance. That's the main core teaching, and that probably exists in more than just Peruvian shamanism. And the other, I want to tell you a story. I went with a spiritual group this fall to the Tetons. Um, Jackson Hole is outrageously expensive, um, but it was beautiful. It was gorgeous. And we went over the pass onto the Idaho side and up a canyon, Darby Canyon, up a trail to walk along this creek. And we had pulled the vans off at a little kind of just a little roundabout before we got deep into the trailhead. And we were standing there talking about the energetics of why we were there. And our group has a particular spiritual uh, philosophy that we all share. And I was standing there and I could not take my eyes off the trees. I could not shake The feeling that I was standing in the presence of wisdom and intelligence way more ancient than human and the incredible power, it felt energetically powerful. So we're talking about uh, the portals that exist um, around the Tetons and the portal masters and there's a, there's a cave that connects the Idaho side to the Wyoming side, seven miles long. You can walk all the way through. Uh, you know, we didn't do it. That'd make me creepy, but anyway. So I said to the leader, I said, but what about the trees? Because I could not stop thinking about the trees. And she said, and she means this energetically, those are the Teton masters. These beings these intelligent organisms that don't have human form, trees, plants, stones. I love stones. I get that love from um, even in the Mayan cosmology. Those things filled me up with a serenity and Jake, an expansion of knowing that we can connect and amplify our power. I think nature can remind us of our connection. And when we're connected human to earth, we can't exist without the earth. Yeah, we can go to space and maybe go to Mars, but that's, we were brought to earth for, we are, you know, entwined deeply, integrally. And so that w- I just, I fell in love again. I've always been in love with trees, but I fell in love again with that power and the reminder of our connection, isn't that a beautiful thing?
2: Absolutely, I
1: love that story. Yeah, that's that's awesome. And uh, the Tetons are amazing.
0: So it, it is outrageously expensive. Yes. And the, yeah. local, the locals talk about how the billionaires are kicking the millionaires out. That's how <laughs> that's how crazy it is, but. Wow. So, so let's, let's spend, spend, um go ahead uh emily tell me in the chat if you would um how much time we have left in this episode um because i want to just finish up if we only have a couple minutes left i think we only do um how you guys see your podcast going forward how you see we've got 20 minutes left to um tell us Natalie, start with you. What do you see the podcast going to? Is it going to change in 2024? Do you have a specific message for the listeners? What do you? What are your thoughts going forward in this new year?
3: So I don't. I don't imagine that um, Soul Wanderings going to change. It's it's a fairly organic show anyway because it depends on the guests that come, and so there there is this aspect that I've definitely I've started, well, I've been living according to the human design as an interpretive tool. So if anyone's familiar with the human design, we've started to integrate that a little bit in to some of the shows. So that will continue to be an aspect and um understanding and living according to the design. It's all in the flow. You can't meet anything because everything happens in the now. So as we go through 2024, our minds will, our cognition wants to go, okay, there's gonna be these things and then life is unfolding. So there's that aspect that I realize with the show. It's always, it's really organic because it it's what will come into the now as far as that. And so those will continue to be when the guests that show up, that actually show up in the now, it's really beautiful. I have found it so amazing to live in response to life. That's such a bigger picture. It's so humbling to me to realize I am a aspect of this greater universe doing my piece of puzzle. And that's just as important as anyone else's piece of puzzle. Mm -hmm. There is no one person, I don't care the numbers or the billionaires or any of those things. We each have a hole to fill in this planet and it's equal distribution of importance, really. And so leaning into that, that's that's one aspect that I find that'll just be continuing with the show is showing what each one of us, our soul journey, has its own stamp, its own place in the universe. So that's what I anticipate 2024 will be. I everything that I've seen and studied, it's going to be quite a ride. So I just touching back into the community, I think it was Catherine Austin Fitz that I was listening to. She said, it's very important that you have your organic community. You need to know who in your community you can trust. Who can you go to? I just had this experience yesterday. Oh, yes, my local tire place was able to fix a tire quickly for me versus the chains. I was like, my mm-hmm. local place. And I'm just re, I, yesterday I was just reinforced that the local community, the places where you shop and your go to places are important to have. And 2024 and beyond, that's even going to be another factor beyond our spirituality. Mm-hmm. That's just, well, you know,
0: up. as we are speaking right now, this morning I woke up, went down to the basement to do some laundry. We had heavy, heavy rain yesterday my basement has three inches of water. Mm. So my contractor, I called him at 7.30 this morning. He's got guys down there opening up the drain pipe and fixing it as we speak. So that's the value of community, isn't it? Yeah. So Jeff, what about 2024?
1: Um, well, actually, i, I a lot of changes in mind as part of my, uh, I guess you'd call it new year's resolution, but previously I had just been kind of talking to people when, when they came up. Um, I've, I did away with some other things in my life to focus more on, uh, consistency and growing, uh, just having more episodes basically. Um, but on top of that, I have been training in hypnosis for about a year and mm-hmm. I'm getting certified in it. And, um, I want to make that a big component of the podcast because I want to show people how you can you can do self hypnosis. You don't need to go to a hypnotist. You, it's a way to empower yourself, basically. Self hypnosis is really good for making changes in your own mind in your own life, and so I, I want to help people be able to empower themselves. It's very important to me. And then on top of that, we keep speaking about the Matrix. I kind of joined to the hypnosis thing as I'm going to start doing a series where. I talk about how these tools of manipulation, where they came from, because this is all everybody thinks it's some kind of kooky, crazy thing. You can read the books, you can read Norbert Wiener and cybernetics, you can, you know, read all these Edward Bernays, like, this isn't weird secret stuff. It's it's out there, you just have to Mm -hmm. look. And I just want to help people understand how you are manipulated, because sometimes it's a lot more subtle than it's often a lot more subtle than people think. And so... I want to add that into the component as well. And so those are the two big changes that I have. Um, Yeah, I've already got five interviews done for this for 2024. And uh, I just plan on just doing a lot more, basically, and talking to a lot more people.
0: Well, you know, when you were talking about how hard it is to recognize when you're being manipulated, and I came back to what Jake was talking about earlier in a different context, if you feel into it... And you feel at, the, at its core, the vibration of love, that won't be false. That has, you feel that truth. And you, I try to remind myself to feel into it, even when I'm reading something intellectual, um, trying to understand, you know, what's happening here and there. Um, you know, I, I used to be freaking out about, our democracy, I've decided to quit freaking out. And don't, you feel into it. And if you feel into it, and you feel your heart sing, and leap, and you feel that warm, fuzzy of that good feeling that love is all about, I don't think you can be manipulated. Jake,
3: what do you think?
1: Sorry, sorry, go ahead. No. I, I just want to quickly say I agree with that. And you know, people of the christians that i talk to they have the big thing about discernment which comes i think it's in the book of revelation i don't know but christians talk a lot about discernment in this uh the end times with what, what they consider the end times and i'm not trying to take it into that i'm just saying the discernment um power is is basically what you're talking about and that's something i resonate with them on completely because i agree with you if you ground yourself you can sense what's real and what's not
2: Absolutely. And I just want to add to what Jeff's saying. We're being manipulated as humans in every country of the world on all sides. We have to rise above the programming, rise above the matrix code that's out there, that's pulling humanity apart and getting them to be in division and realize that we have the power we can reject the information that they're giving us. We don't have to let it into our subconscious and therefore make our reality that way. We can push that away and realize that it's a human experience. All of these people, these politicians, these Kings, these leaders, it's just a human experience. They're just people. They're just people. So why are we giving them so much power? Why are we, why are we allowing them to pull us this way, pull us that way? When the truth is, All of those people are on the same team. And that's a whole other podcast episode we could talk about. But for 2024, Midnight on Earth is expanding more than ever before. It's mind-blowing to me. Since day one, I set up this attractive force, this energy, and I've just pulled people in. I never doubted it. I had absolute faith and definiteness of purpose. And I was able to build this thing from zero to You know, there's like 50,000 people coming pretty much like a month or more, more than that even, in 179 countries. So the thing is, and the guests are insane. They're they're just, it's mind-blowing, the network of people that I've put together and I've connected, uh, I've woven together at Jake Weaver. So in 2024, we're just pushing it out there more. I'm expanding the YouTube channel. I did this just like Jeff, and I'm sure Natalie as well, all organically literally by the grace of the divine and the law of attraction, all these universal laws pulled this situation together. And I get letters, I get, well, Instagram messages, emails every single day about it, how it's changing people's lives. So now with that organic, strictly just podcast growth, now going full bore into the YouTube channel, YouTube views, YouTube people, youtube that generation that's out there that needs this information because let me tell you people the young people of today the teenagers i have teenagers the 20 year olds all of them it's a they're a different frequency of human they're different than us it's not that it's bad or good it's just a different type of human they're able to process more information their heart is expanded more so in 2024, Midnight on Earth is going to be out there influencing people. I have conventions lined up. There's different things that are happening to spread the word. And it's the same word that everyone here is talking about. And just like what Natalie said, it's all equal. The action, like I was talking about earlier, the action is a force. So if we're taking action, we're a part of that greater force. Therefore, we're all doing this together equally. And that's the beauty of it. So it doesn't matter your station, it doesn't matter where you're at in your life. If you're taking that action, you're doing it. You're a part of it. You know, be the Jesus of your own life. Be the Buddha of your own life. Be that energy that helps people connect with God. And that in 2024 is what we're doing with Midnight on Earth personally and beyond. So I want to just throw a
0: little thought out there, sort of in a in a summary so yes we want to gather community around us and i really like the energetics of that attractor force because you really have to know your essence and know what things it wants to resonate with and then just hold that belief and for natalie talking about how um you know you have people disconnected from their spiritual path in their human world, you connect that by so many people. I see this energetic, all their energy is up in their upper chakras, but they haven't brought it down. Humans, being humans are the lower chakras. Bring it into action because that's how you keep the flow going and you keep the flow going of your essence in the world. And that's how you change the world. So I agree with everything you guys said. So I want to go around because we only have about, I don't know, maybe seven minutes left. Um, Tell me what your message is for the the listeners here, your listeners, because you'll get a copy of this to share on your social media. Do you have a message for people for 2024 and beyond?
1: I, I would say my message is that right now, because of technology and because we are living in extraordinary times it's very easy to allow yourself to become hopelessly distracted by things that you cannot control. And I think in this coming year, more important than ever, it will it will be important to focus on yourself, on what you can control, because you can make this the best year of your life. It's up to you. Even if the circumstances are bad, you can make your personal life. You can make this the best year of your life. And so I guess it just narrow your focus, bring it down to what you can control, learn to discern where things are trying to pull you away and make you kind of crazy and and depressed and and hopeless, and uh, take control, focus on yourself, focus on your family, your immediate community, the things that you can immediately impact. And uh, I personally think that this could be an awesome year for everybody. So, Mm
0: Natalie, 2024 and beyond.
3: So 2024 and beyond, what I would say is there is this, if you want to consider your inner light like a lantern, what keeps that illuminated? You don't want that spark to go out. So if, what keeps that soul illuminated, fostering that, whether it's you know continuing a spiritual practice on a regular and consistent basis, what fosters that inner light? Of yours, because more than anything, when there are dark times, that light for each individual needs to stay glowing and needs to have attention. And so that would be my message that in dark times, even that, that's where in these expansion points, it gets really dark in those times. And as long as you have that inner light, kind of reminds me of, you know, reading Edward Frankel's work, like what you can choose is your attitude in these times and understanding that it's that light that keeps us going. And the dark doesn't seep out of the closet when you open up the door, the light goes in. And it's the light that's contagious. And if you haven't fostered that inner light and you're not shining it on a regular consistent basis, then it's easier for the dark to become the contagion than the light. So I really want us to continue to foster. It's like, be the light. That's really important to be the light.
2: Jake? Absolutely, that was beautiful. And really for 2024, I would like to just tell people right now, don't cave to fear. Fear is the absence of faith. Have faith that the divine is real. I think a lot of people listening know this, but just remind yourself that whatever that is, it's real. It's made out of love. And we're moving forward and have faith. Fear is the absence of faith. And realize, like Jeff was saying, you only have complete control over yourself. You, you can't control anything else in the universe. If you have kids, you kind of maybe could suggest some things till they're 18 and then they're off on their own. Other than that, you only have complete control over yourself. So make yourself your vessel the best that it can possibly be. And that's going to shine out because again, on one layer, it's just you and God and the changes that you make will ripple out into the universe. And really for 2024, Realize that it's okay to change your mind. That fear that we're talking about, it puts you into lower brain function, right? You don't do the critical thinking when you are in a fear vibration. You actually go into the reptilian lower brain, not the neo or the mammalian and the neo mammalian, but the actual reptilian brain. And if you get information that completely contradicts or completely conflicts with everything you've ever known, but is actually true, don't bury your head in the sand. Just realize that maybe you were wrong and it's okay to change your mind because I think a lot of things that are going to come out in 2024 are going to rock people on a foundational level. And then right. they're going to have to look inward and be like, well, it's me and God. And I thought this was this way. turns out it's not that way. I guess I have to change my mind. Don't go into fear that there's going to be an amplification of fear. Let go of that. There's opportunity in every crisis hold the vibration that this change the strain is birthing something good it's the process that's elevating us into the good that is our birthright as humans
1: man you guys jake and natalie you guys got me all fired up now thanks (laughs) (laughs) i'm ready to go like let's go
2: no
0: it's so great so gather your community Discern what's true for you. And that really is touching into what your soul essence is, what your soul vibration is. That is your purpose. And you bring it into action. That's your path of service. We need each and every one of you. Each and every one of you has a unique capacity to come and join into the melting pot, to shift us all, to keep us all growing. When you do that, You are alive, and you are contributing, and you are firing on all cylinders, and we need that for 2024 and beyond. So thank you guys so much for being here. Jeff Suak, Apple Knocker Radio, Natalie Peace, Soul Wandering, Jake Weaver, Midnight on Earth. Thank you guys. Happy New Year. Thank you for being here. You've been listening to Maximum Medicine Radio with Doc Martin. Tune in next time while the doc talks health, spirituality, and the impact your beliefs have on every part of who you are, body and soul. Doc Martin unpacks the challenges we face as human beings and teaches callers to open the door between the scientific and the mystical. To learn more about Doc Martin and Maximum Medicine, visit www.SharonMartinMD.com.